0: This episode is sponsored by the McDonald's buy one, get one for $1 deal at McDonald's. You can get big name classics for just a little bit of coins, honey. Listen, some of my favorite memories, um, are attached to McDonald's. I mean, I'm talking vacation trips and even just sort of hanging out with my brother, my brother and I used to go to McDonald's and he used to order up half the menu, um, And just for himself, right? And he would always say that he wanted so many things. I want to get a double cheeseburger with Big Mac sauce. I wanted a number two and and 10 chicken nuggets and two apple pies. And then he'd be like, you want something? Like, Like Just like that. After he done ordered up $35 worth of food, he just very casually be like, would you like something? So nice. But that those memories are the memories that I still love and cherish and when I'm feeling like I want to hang out with him I will go run up a bill down to the McDonald's but now I don't have to run up the bill so high honey because with this buy one get one for a dollar deal it's out here okay you get everything that you need whether it be the Big Mac whether it be the quarter pounder with cheese or a 10-piece chicken McNugget you can get it and share with your loved ones order ahead on the app And buy a 10-piece Chicken McNuggets Big Mac or Quarter Pounder with Cheese and get another for just $1 only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Push Black's
1: Building Black Dollars is one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. If you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth, tune in to Building Black Dollars by Push Black. Catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts.
2: I said I loved you, and where were you when I cried at night? Waiting up, (laughs) couldn't sleep without you, thinking of all the times we shared. I remember when my heart broke. Mm, mm, mm. I remember when I gave up loving you. My heart couldn't take no more of you. I was sad and lonely. I remember when I walked out. I remember when I screamed I hated you. But somehow deep inside still loving you. I'm so sad and lonely. All right. Keisha. All right. Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole.
1: Is she all right? Anybody
0: (laughs) roll past the house? Anybody roll past the house and checked on Keisha Cole? I don't know. What's that young man that keeps trolling her? What's his name? Is that... What's the man that keeps Ooh. singing her songs? Oh, <laughs> what's his Not name? Not Blueface, what's his name? OT Genesis. Oh, that's the Everybody Mad Man. Yes.
1: Yes. I was getting yes, to the money. Yes, exactly. Hey, everybody Mad. Yeah. Hey, or you know, my other personal favorite is. Um, uh, see I grew up in the jets, Couldn't, wasn't couldn't, couldn't no sex it was, It's a Remy Ma And O.T. Genesis
0: Yes <laughs> We stand a Remy Ma it's moment It's my jam But yeah, I mean yes. Y'all make sure Keisha Cole is alright Praise the Lord niggas Welcome back to getting Praise grown. the Lord niggas
1: Yes Hopefully yeah. she doesn't come banging on my door For singing her song Oh you know what gosh I'm saying? Just
0: I just hope. what Did I ever tell you about
1: is. the man who I, I was? One day we were—I don't remember where we were going. We were going in the direction of Utica, though, mm-hmm. and it was Sunday, and niggas was out at church and out in the streets and just out. And this man on a little scooty bike, oh, a hover around a bike. situation For revel, um, had a giant speaker on the back, and he was just playing Keisha Cole "Sent From Heaven" on a loop. <laughs> Um, I have the video on my phone and it was just I mean we were in traffic so that's why every time we would get to the light I knew and I was like he's really playing Sent From Heaven on a loop on this scooty bike uh, speaker yeah I was wondering what he was going through and I had to tweet I said there's a man who's just playing Keisha Cole Sent From Heaven on a loop on the back of a scooty bike and I'm curious to know you know what's happening in his life currently But
0: praise the Lord, niggas. Praise him. (laughs) Praise him. (laughs) Um, Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome blacks. We are back to discuss the ghettos of adulthood, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to to occupy. Yeah. Woo! What a tragic place. No, we are grateful to be here. We love you guys for listening. We're grateful (laughs) to figure out these ghettos together in community. How are you doing, sis?
2: Together.
1: You know, um, I told them in the pre-show and I'll tell them here that I'm beat boots, but I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful for all the things that have beat me up Mm. uh, because they're just they're good challenges. They're not bad challenges. Um, And yes, there are bad (laughs) (laughs) challenges, but they're not those. They are good ones. And so while I am extremely exhausted, uh, I'm I'm grateful I'm grateful to each and every one of you who has purchased a pair of pants. There will be a restock of certain colors. I can't and sizes wait because I'm ready. Coming asap, surely. Oh yes, honey. So I'm gonna make the announcement as soon as things, certain things get back and restock. But there are still other flavors and sizes. Now, and what your try flavor? Buy up the ones Tell I Tell me what's your flavor. No, sister. We're gonna bag make bag? sure you get what you need. And um so, yeah, head over to jadeofalljades Shout out to all of you who have supported so far. Remember, it's a two to four week processing time because these are handmade per pair per order.
0: It's giving Miss Sealy's chance.
2: I'd love to see You know,
1: it. but make it fashion. Make it dark, um, fashion. high fashion. And also, it was Crystal
2: Jean's fortieth birthday. Oh yes, bur, it was. Bur, bur, bur. We out here.
1: Our sister turned forty, and we all came together of us. as a unit. I mean, like it was
0: literally all of Crystal's niggas in the whole wide world in one place. Every at one time. single one, everyone was able to be there, and it was just such a wonderful reunion. Ugh.
1: It was oh my so God! Good. It really was. It we was had so necessary. Time. It was so good. Yeah, a time last we night. Boy, we time. had a time last night. No, it was. Sorry, really y'all. It's
0: good. my rice cakes. No, it's, it's really good. I loved. I loved reconnecting with X D and oh, Furynesia and mm, all of our friends in the in the whole wide world. Literally, Naldo, Dubs, Gordy. All the, you know, Crystal yes, homies from everybody. From Oklahoma City Like the home team came from You know, high school and college Crystal days from in back, college. back all, In the day, every aspect It was, Literally. this is your life But make it Crystal Legit, and it was just mm-hmm. so good So good, all of the usuals Dustin, mm-hmm. Drew, Toya mm-hmm. All the girls came out We had a wonderful Franiqua, time Nikwa yes the nickies chariel Mm -hmm. everyone was in Mm -hmm.
1: attendance chariel my sister yes we have melissa beck came through
0: the brilliant melissa beck came the brilliant melissa beck wait for her to, to appear on the show coming soon coming very soon but yes it was a beautiful occasion and as i shared with crystal i would have never been anywhere else in the world I was so grateful Mm -hmm. to be there and we are still celebrating. Life is lifing and my God, Mm -hmm. we have turned 40. We are turning 40. I don't know what to do and I'm next.
2: I'm on deck. Oh, yes, sis. You're up next. Scared.
0: Out Mm -mm, of my skull box. mm -mm. But we are gonna push on and see what the end is. And Tristan is is right after you. Woo! I mean, this thing is escalating very quickly, isn't it? This thing it's called it's like life. Virgo
1: season, it doesn't stop. Woo, but anyway, it is
0: so much.
1: So, so let's much. get on over to this trash while I eat these rice cakes. Yes,
0: indeed. Let's do that very quickly. A
2: up is a Welcome
1: back to the Basura. Cha cha cha. Um, a couple things this week, actually. So, first up. We gotta send big love and big prayers to Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, because they are they are getting hit right now. There have been uh, multiple deaths reported, oh, mudslides, power outages, um, lives lost, power outages across yeah. the island. Um, Santana, you know, it, my my cooking partner is on the island, and she's been without power. So that's where I've been getting. Most of my information. So, of course, you're going to get it sparingly. So I'm going to find some reputable sources on the island locally of ways that we can support um, once this is over, because we already know how the U.S. government treats Puerto Rico. Like Judy Winslow. <laughs> That's all I had to and say. And it's like like Judy freaking Winslow. If you don't if you're not familiar with the Jones Act, get familiar with the Jones Act. Like there's so many nasty uh loopholes that the government uses to make sure that they treat Puerto Rico poorly. And so we wanna make sure that the sources that we give here on Getting Grown for assistance are sources that have been confirmed with people who live in the area. The same thing that we said with the Mississippi water crisis last week. So I'm going to get some, some local sources of ways that we can assist. Um, you know, it's unfortunately when it's hitting, there's not much that you can do, mm. but come with the aftermath, there will be things that we can do to assist. Uh, and so We're going to get that and we're going to make sure that we continue to keep you all updated um, as we get that information. But we want to send lots of love to Puerto Rico and lots of love to those who are, you know, just trying to hang on. They deserve a break at this point. Um, For sure.
0: So I wanted to ask you, who the hell is Bishop Whitehead? None of my business.
1: Oh, OK, great. All right. So I guess nothing we need to cover in the news. Mm-hmm. Moving right along. Moving right <laughs> along. We're not.
0: See, you know what? That's all I have to say. OK. Yes. None of my concern. OK.
1: <laughs> None. OK. None. All right. Mm-hmm. He's not of the Lord is what I'm gathering from your response. Well,
0: I, I, I don't have a dog in that fight. I just know that the kinds of carrying on that be going on down there is not my kinds of carrying on. And so all Where's of these, all of these shenanigans that are happening on the interwebs as it relates to that man. Mmm. I mm. just.
2: Mmm. Mm. <laughs> mmm. Okay.
0: You know, when your mama said you don't got nothing nice to say, you say nothing.
1: Okay. You know what? I don't practice that, but I respect it. <laughs>
2: Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so sorry. Um, speaking of That's which, funny. there is a blogger by the name of Kimberly Nicole Foster. Mm. Uh, head uh, creator of For Harriet. Yes, friend to the show. She has I decided to, Friend to the show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. She is making an example out of you raggedy ass bottom feeders who get up on the internet with your little stubby thumbs and fingers and type out things that you would never say to people in front of their faces and and carry it even further and do egregious and nasty things to people in their personal lives, all off the strength of a person who is just as nasty in their soul. And so we all know how these, uh, these barbs get down And so um, Kimberly Nicole Foster has decided to make an example and has filed a lawsuit against a couple of them who took it way too far. And I'm in full support of this. I just want you to know that, like, you don't get to go and locate people's children's schools. Yeah. And invade their private life and their safety and make threats on their children you don't get to do things like that and just walk away scot-free it don't work like that baby and the fact that she didn't come and bust you in the kneecaps and then sue you afterwards means she's a much better person than i am go ahead sister
0: well i was just gonna say we have gotten to the to this place where uh cancel culture has reached dangerous extremes Uh, Where Mm -hmm. people feel emboldened um, Such that anything that they hear On the internet that they disagree with They feel entitled To Exact vengeance Um, Mm -hmm. And it's getting to the place where Safety is being Compromised And Mm -hmm. As such We have a responsibility To put Hmm. things in place uh, to keep us all safe. And I wish that we should get I wish mm-hmm. that we can get to the place where we can disagree in healthy ways. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because nothing that mm-hmm. you know, we we can disagree. There's so many times I see people say things on the internet that I think are egregious, right? Absolutely. But you know, Absolutely. nothing within me wants to take time out of my day um, you know, away from my own responsibilities and obligations to uh, harm, to be intentionally harmful. Um not even a little bit. Yeah, but it's, it's like the psycho shit is it that. is it is crazy the lengths that people are going to. And what is concerning is that, you know, um, you know, according to the Daily Beast and other outlets that have have published around this storyline. Nicki Minaj has been mm-hmm. particularly silent. There are things that she can do as sort of the leader of this Barb's group of people. Yep. There are things that she can do to sort of, you know, discourage and denounce this yep. this harmful behavior. And she has been, um, she's she's not she's not done that. And so. No. I, I understand. You know, we can we've all it gotten messages that warrant being being, you know, just you just block your move forward in your life. But when people start to come oh, for wow. your life and your livelihood um over a difference of you can opinion. You get this word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it becomes mm-hmm. harassment, when it becomes, you know, I, we've seen people's careers and lives ended n- not because because they said something Smart. It was a it was a, a quip, yep. a joke, a funny, uh, and and you know, yep. I recognize that words can be harmful too. But you know, we've just gotten to the place where things are getting so extreme and so scary, and then people are afraid to leave their homes, and that's when yep. it's very scary. It's very scary, and yep. so, um, I just learned about this lawsuit. I don't know much about it. Uh, no but, also. but It is happening And I mean I'm interested to see how it goes That's all I'm gonna say
1: I something Like I said happen. I agree with it Right Because it's It's nasty It's nasty behavior And it's not okay For you to Harass people In this way Like that's just not okay It's not right and so I, you know, if, if an example needs to be made out of somebody for you all to understand that these are people's actual real fucking lives mm-hmm. and we're not playing these games behind somebody whose music we like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what, what did Crystal tell them people? Go do your homework. Yeah. Leave me alone and go do your homework. Go do your homework.
0: And I mean, we so, all have, I think to me, it sort of speaks to the the great, we've, we get so swept away in this groupthink. People are not thinking for themselves. People are not vetting information for themselves. Mm -hmm. There's no sort of sense of ensuring credibility or accuracy Mm -hmm. of claims. You just sort of see it on the internet and we take it and just run off. And the next thing you know, people are losing their jobs. They're afraid to leave their homes. Their safety is being um, compromised. And so we... we, Mm -hmm. I mean I hope that we can get to a place where something will uh you know at least slow down if not completely stop how Absolutely. how crazy this it's like this growing body of foot soldiers <laughs> um and 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 you, and do and use it for good because the thing
1: about it is you have you have ways in which, like this, this type of movement and unity gets things done in a way that's necessary. We've right? seen it. A lot of these nasty, d- Karen ladies mm-hmm. who do wild shit in stores and treat people in really inhumane ways and are held accountable for it because they because everybody bands together and finds their job and finds their this and that. There are ways to use this power, but not for the sake because you don't like. What somebody said about your favorite musical artist that is childish. It's dangerous amongst many other things.
0: It's irresponsible. Ooh.
1: So wholly irresponsible, wholly irresponsible. irresponsible. So I just, um, you know, I just, uh, again, I'm a firm believer of have the day that you deserve. Nest. That's the long and the short of it. (laughs) Um, Lastly, this in really, really sad news, actually, um, really disturbing news. (sighs) Hot Wheels, governor of Texas, sent sent Mm busloads of 50 migrants, excuse me, 50 immigrants to Kamala Harris's house. To try to make a point. And so. Mm hmm.
0: I mean, just mm-hmm. open your eyes and recognize. How. Our humanity as people of color in this country continues to be disregarded. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Just black
0: and brown. Just is so nasty. Don't. Don't get swept away in the media machine to the extent that you fail to see what is happening. Imagine mm. people who don't, you know, who 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 don't speak English being mm-hmm. promised something, being used um, for for some sort mm-hmm. of political grandstanding. Yeah. With no that's disc, exactly with, what it with is. Little regard for, you know, their lives, livelihood, health, safety, well being, whether or not mm-hmm. they um, you know, and like and and all for attention. You you literally all for what? Literally just using people as political pawns and props. Oh, baby, and let me
1: tell you something, sister. And on top of that it's it, you're using them for political pawns and props as if they are not full blown human beings. That's what I'm saying. You're like, making false not promises and all their these humanity. different things. Mhm. Yep. And then they turned around in Philly and I don't know if you saw the the post of the white lady officer holding this little black child. Right? No, I didn't see. And that. it's so so what's happening is they're putting out this post that this child was left in a lawless environment, and uh, it was dangerous, and it was violence ensuing. This is why the police are necessary for this um, for this to 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 make sure that this anarchy and all this stuff doesn't happen. Come to find out, the Philly police it was a there were the Black Lives Matter protests going on. Philly police stopped this black lady's car who, was, who had just picked up her nephew to make sure that he wasn't in the middle of stuff, had her two-year-old son in the back, police beat her windows in, smashed her windows in, beat her and the nephew, the 16-year-old nephew, and then took this picture with this child and used it for their fodder, for their political fodder. Oh, yes. Disgusting disgusting that's what's happening that's what's going on so this is what people when people say defund the police they're not necessarily saying get rid of all police they're saying you need to defund and dismantle these systems where they have this power where they're able to do corrupt and awful and twisted things Unchecked. unchecked power where they're able to run reckless and lawless and do whatever the fuck they want with zero accountability. That's where that comes from. But that's that's too that's too deep for y'all. Um not y'all, but you know. Them. They can't comprehend such a basic fucking concept and can't understand a basic concept of humanity which is why they deemed it okay to literally take immigrants and tell them that they're dropping them to somewhere safe and they go and drop them in front of the vice president's house for what what point were you trying to prove because what you just did was displace a bunch of people who thought they were coming here to work that's really fucked up Greg Abbott is a nasty, disgusting person when I tell you I cannot wait for people like him and himself to have the day that they deserve. I mean that with all of my intention. But that's it for the trash. Uh, We have a shout out to get to, so I think we shall head in that direction. What say you, sister? I'm ready. My sister's
2: popping right now, la All
1: right, it is time for a shout out. Um, And last week... We talked a little bit uh, and touched on the Mississippi water crisis happening right now mm-hmm. and said that we wanted um, some reputable sources from people whose are on the ground, or have their ears to the street, and are and know where this is going to go, where it will actually help the community. So we got an email from Dion, who says, "Hello, I love the podcast. I'm a new subscriber, and y'all have been giving me life. Thank you, Dion. Oh, thank you, Dion. A friend Welcome. of mine runs a nonprofit, the Lattimore Foundation. That's with two T's. They service the local community of Charlotte, North Carolina, and are accepting water donations until October first. Um, and so. That is. This is a water drive. The Lattimore Foundation will be collecting water for the Jackson-Mississippi water crisis. If you have donations, you can contact Zandria Lattimore. That's Z-A-N-D-R-E-A, Lattimore with two T's, 32 at yahoo.com. Um, and they will be sending water to shelters in Jackson for those to obtain clean water firsthand. So we'll put that information in the description box. Um, This comes from a listener who, like I said, the friend runs runs the nonprofit and is making sure that the people locally are getting what they need firsthand as opposed through foundations who a lot of times will um, take funds and misappropriate them. So We wanted to give that bit of information as we get more information on how we can help with the Mississippi water crisis. We will continue to share that information as well. Um, Again, we're asking those who are local to please let us know ways in which uh, we can tell others to help and that we can help. Um, Because we want to make sure that that information gets out. And we're going to do the same as it pertains to Hurricane Fiona with Puerto Rico as well. So just stay tuned. As we get more information, we'll be able to to pass that right on along. And that's our shout out this week. Oh, wait. Didn't you have a shout out last week? Did you? Or did I make that up?
0: You might have dreamed it.
1: I do. I tend to do that. So with that being said. We have a really dope kitchen table, unique, Uh, not one like that we've had before. So I'm actually excited uh, about it. Very honest and open dialogue, necessary dialogue. So follow us
0: on over there. Meet us at the kitchen table. Let's do it. No one, and I mean no one, likes waiting on a paycheck, honey, especially when the bills don't wait for you. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two whole days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. Um, But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash gg that's chime.com slash gg banking service and debit card provided by the Bancorp bank or strive bank na members fdic early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer
1: gold peak grill brew tea is here to unleash your sense of try to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones so try a gold peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try try gold peak welcome back to the kitchen table I'm very excited, very excited this week because I have one of my oldest and dearest friends in the building, just like last week. Um, I call her love, you may call her Dr. (laughs) Narissa, And we also have her bonus daughter in the building, Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Yes, welcome, Taylor. You are the first teenager to ever appear on Getting Grown so in almost honored. six years of us recording. Yes.
3: <laughs> Our <laughs> inaugural. Yeah, youth. I'm totally
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we love that. So, remind us. Okay, okay so are you 14? Yes, I'm 14, four, 14. How old are
3: you going 15 mm-hmm. and 14. And I'll be
0: 15 okay. in three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait a second. Are you a. December, baby?
3: Absolutely. Of course. I'm oh, sad. wait a minute.
2: <laughs> wait what a minute. Day What's
3: your birthday? In December. December 18th. Remember the date. Oh,
0: I like I that. will remember the date. Because <laughs> my birthday is the 20th. December 20th. Oh,
3: every oh. person I know, their birthday's so close to mine. <laughs>
1: Look at that. Look, you were supposed to be here, and it was yeah. supposed to be during this time. I love to see it. Yes, indeed. I love to see it. Well, we want you to start off. First of all, tell us about yourselves. I have the pleasure of being in the building with two doctors today. <laughs> so, yeah. Narissa, can you please tell us a little bit about your practice, yourself, your life, and then we're going to kick it over to Taylor.
4: Sure. So, I am... <laughs> Thank you. I am Dr. (laughs) Livingrow on IG, Dr. Narissa Snyder, now Dix is my last name, um, Mary Mm -hmm. Taylor Deddy. Uh, So I am a clinical manager at a mental health agency. And then I also have a private practice where I do consultations for agencies in DC who do work with kids. And I also do therapy. Um, So that is my part-time full-time gig all things mental health um on ig i do segments called live and Grow. i got on my living girl shirt you know i have to
2: play. Yes,
4: right. some promo, some promo
0: always rep. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um so yeah all things mental health but i actually met my now husband Laron, at work we both work in the mental health fields um Long story short, got together. Taylor comes as a package. <laughs> so, of course, we blended this family right on in. Uh, now he and I have two boys and just celebrated our first year of marriage. I met Tay when she was, I don't know if I should call you Tokyo or Tay. It doesn't
3: matter. It's okay, mom. Tay mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> met her when she was six, going on seven, and she's getting ready to turn 15. So, We've had some years in
1: this thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about, honey. That's what we're going to talk about today. Taylor, tell us about you a little bit.
3: Hi, um, I'm Taylor, as we all know. I also go by Tokyo, but with the A in it, it's weird. It's silence just for decoration. But I <laughs> oh, <that's okay. laughs>
0: I just respect that you know that it has no utility in the right? process.
3: I
2: love that. You're not trying to make it right.
0: You're not trying to make it a thing.
1: Oh, it's like that made in Tokyo boy. I thought his name was Madentio. I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you talk. I just want to say that before, Kia's got a question for you, but I love the fact that you came in here ready to have conversation. We have many preconceived notions about teenagers, which I'm sure is unfair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we are grateful that you're here to have conversation, but I'm going to kick it over to Kia. Because she's gonna start our our conversation off.
0: Yeah, I would love to know, just, you know, this, the age that we live in, blended families are a lot more commonplace than they were certainly when I was growing up. I don't wanna say certain, maybe not, maybe that's not the best way to say that, because I'm sure it was happening, but I feel like it is something that we're talking about a lot more as a community. I'll put it like that. And I would love to sort of know I want both of you to answer this But I will start with Narissa. Just sort of as you guys were Entering, you and your husband were Entering in your relationship And recognizing that you were moving Toward, you know, commitment um, Were there Conversations that you had in the Beginning about blending your families Yep
4: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so like I said, we met at work So I knew that he had Taylor and, um, he already had a very great reputation as a father. So I, you know, came into dating him knowing that that was already part of, part of him, non-negotiable, um, just from word on the street. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) um, but I have five older brothers and sisters who are my half brothers and sisters. So there are seven of us total, four different moms, my mom and dad have been together almost 30 years. So them 30 years and then decades <laughs> before that for my father, you know, blending family. So I grew up knowing that that was a possibility and also mm-hmm. knowing how my mom has always been with my brothers and sisters. who so I don't call half brothers and sisters. It was just, you know, for a matter of identification.
2: Yeah, for sure.
4: So, yeah. um, LaRon and I definitely had conversations about Taylor. Uh, The first night that we went out on a date, he was late because he picked her up (laughs) from school (laughs) and had to bring her to her grandma's house. So, you know, always a top topic of conversation for us. And, um, you know, going into commitment and knowing that, you know, he had Taylor, was taking care care of Taylor. So if he and I moved in together, Taylor would be coming too. Mm -hmm. So um we de- we had to have the conversation about Tay and about blending the family pretty early
1: so um, you didn't feel any any hesitation in that area then when when it came to actually blending
4: not on my part not on Laurent's part as far as like what we wanted to to do and how we wanted to make sure that you know Taylor felt loved and respected um uh, my hesitation was really more you know, how Taylor would react to me and if Taylor would take to it, because with the great things I know about blended families, I also know the difficulties from young age, teenage adulthood. So uh, that was my biggest hesitancy, but. Um, you know, Laron is pretty straightforward in everything. So,
2: mm-hmm. I yes, he he <laughs> 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 as
3: he is, just
4: walking down the right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah,
1: so. we mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> uh, Taylor, how how did you feel <laughs> when you off when you first met when you first met Mom here? How did you feel coming into the situation?
3: I'm going to keep it 100. I was definitely trying to make lies. And I wasn't feeling it. It was like iffy for me at my Mm -hmm. little seven to eight-year-old self that this one time I lied and tried to say, oh, I saw this girl. I think I gave her like, a ghetto name with the K, and I saw it in my dad's phone. And I swear we were having TV dinner, and I was, I was like, "No, Mom, I'm, I'm, Well, you know, I was like, "No, Miss Reese, I saw it, I saw it. It was right there." I was that devious. You were, me. you
1: were trying to sabotage. It was very sabotage You were giving very Lindsay low at
0: seven years old. Very impressive at seven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was the term for you though? Like, where did you? Where, first of all, where, where do you think that was coming from? What feelings were you having around that? And then what was the shift where you were like, man, I don't want to like this lady, but I like this lady?
3: Uh, <laughs> to be honest, a woman that I, you know, like on my other side, kind of just different things, and even with TV shows, that kind of mm-hmm. influenced it in a way too, stuff I shouldn't have seen. And I'm just thinking, oh, that's the right way of how I should behave towards my dad. Hmm. being with another woman besides my mom so Hmm. that definitely uh took part in that until like maybe a year or so later after really like moving in from where i came from and just you know like oh this lady's actually serious like she (laughs) does really show affection and like i'm a little like her daughter so i respect her for that and it it led to me calling her mom and here we are (laughs) so
1: that's so sweet. Now, where do you feel... How long did that take, though?
3: Mm, a couple of trials and heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many. Because I'm very stubborn, that. so...
1: <laughs> You're very self-aware. Was that? For, for an almost 15-year-old. For sure. Thank
0: you. Um, was that... Was, was calling... um was calling her mom something that your biological mom was um upset about or was she was she okay with you sort of making that transition uh
3: the first one although she would in a way like be uh snarkier like kind of Nasty and by the way, like oh yeah go talk to your mom even though she knows that I she never wanted me to consider her my mother because she's the top one and of course I can't forget that like I obviously know that but no she's just she's not never okay with it no mm.
2: Mm. Mm. so
0: Narissa was that how something
2: is that that you
0: oh, my I mean I know it was. Was it something that that Taylor decided to do? Um, or was it something that was it a mutual decision between the two of you? Nah, it wasn't a mutual
4: decision. I can
3: decision. even give you a story, a mini no. story of where it even came from. <laughs>
0: No, because I feel like this is honest, and I'm I'm not trying to you know stir up anything. So forgive me, I don't want to cross any boundaries. But I feel like this is something that is probably pretty common in in blended families. So to negotiate and title, and you know even reframing what these sort of words that we're sort of we trained to sort of know what a mom is and what a dad is, but these situations cause us to sort of expand that. So I was just curious about that process for the, for the two of you.
4: Yeah. Um, so before we started, right. I told Taylor, like, Hey, we don't have to talk about anybody other than like, who's in this experience. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I want her to be comfortable Um, absolutely you know Tay has a youtube channel so certain things are (laughs) on her youtube channel already and i i myself am thinking thinking about that now and like processing like this stuff is on the internet like you know how she feels about certain things are just her life you know so Um, but me just as the protective parental role it's like just want to make sure that you're okay. okay
1: absolutely and we, the goal here, Taylor, is to have honest conversation because, like Kia said, there's so many families that are like your families. Mm-hmm. But we also want to make sure that your comfort level is first and foremost. Oh. So no questions are f- coming from a malicious intent to a you Yeah, and
0: you can absolutely say that you're not comfortable answering anything or you would rather, absolutely. you know, because I don't want to disrespect either of you. Or your mom, your you know, or anyone in your family, because we are just here to just sort of get some insight into what this experience has been for the both of you. But I, again, I don't want to step on any toes. So excuse me if I've overstepped
3: it's okay no you're, uh-uh. fine. you're fine these are very basic questions i've been asked for years so like this is stuff i'm like already programmed to respond to a little so i'm okay mm-hmm.
1: cool. so talk so, Laron to Laron us from right your he experience man. By <laughs> hey well come on in and introduce yourself Laron. <laughs>
3: <laughs> your Dad.
2: Hello, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Introduce yourself to the people.
5: Oh, y'all live, live? Yeah, yeah, no, not, not live, live. 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 This, no. this will be edited and put online. Hello, world. Um, I'm dad, Lauren, um, Lauren the prophet. If you like music, you know, um, yeah, that's me. i love it
1: do you want to join the conversation about blended families um sure (laughs) okay we're like let's make it a let's make it a family Family affair affair. we're all here
4: we are all here all
2: right
1: so we're gonna let's ask from a standpoint where you all can respond in a way that is most comfortable for you individually and as a unit, talk to us because I want to talk from a honest standpoint where people can have insight into into blended families, but also we want to talk to it from a positive standpoint and we want to talk to it from a challenging standpoint. So let's start with some of the challenges that you all have experienced uh coming together as a blended family. We heard a little bit about Taylor and uh-huh. her hesitation. Lauren, how, how are you feeling? With with blending your family, bringing your daughter and now your lady into into a world together.
5: Um, <clears throat> I feel like you know, without um, being corny or cliche, uh, feel like it was God if you will. And the reason I say that is because um. <laughs> I know I made some mistakes out here. I'm not perfect, you know? But I feel like God always got my heart and my intent. And I felt like, you know, I needed a uh, um, a strong mother parental figure. So I lucked up.
1: You lucked up. Mm-hmm. And when did you know that you lucked up? Was it before that they met? Or was that was there a moment that you can remember that happened?
5: Um... Yeah, I, it was kind of, I guess you could kind of say years before they met because I got to hear how she was with like her goddaughter and um, other family members and stuff like that. So, uh, I saw what I was already getting and then I we worked together as well on like mm-hmm. a case. So, I felt like I, I just knew what her true intent was as far as her heart, so um that yeah that was before them but when they met outside of the challenging parts um i always thought they got along great and it was mm-hmm. it was it was very genuine like mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't anything i could force to deter um or anything i wanted to deter so mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's that's how i that's how i saw it
1: you guys feel like you just had such a seamless kind of uh integration together as a family and i think that's such a beautiful and so so important for us to see especially when it comes to black families
4: yeah i i think you know it wasn't perfect but
2: Mm -hmm.
4: i think honestly me coming into it understanding that taylor would not like me and would not respect me um I knew that up front and I told her that up front like mm-hmm. very early I was mm-hmm. like you know we have to learn how to communicate because your mom and your dad are both tall you're going to be taller than me one day and I'm not about to be having I'm not about to be looking eye to eye with a, a girl in my house so mm-hmm. we got to figure out how to communicate like I'm not going to fight you um, mm-hmm. my mom and some of my sisters have fought physically and I just felt like that shouldn't be an option for Tay and I um you know and I didn't I wanted to figure out how to communicate with her early I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking your stepchild's either gonna be really bad or really Mm -hmm. good like they don't understand that there's a process Mm -hmm. and they're like any child like Mm -hmm. every child has really tough days and really easy days why would she be any different but I think it's it's dumb to think that you can treat a child any type of way and they're actually going to love and respect you. And to come into this relationship, like some people, you know, I weeded a lot of people out of my life through a lot of processes, but this process right here, you know, there were people that weren't supportive and, you know, and what I felt was a disrespectful way. Mm-hmm. So the, at the end of the day, it's about loving Taylor and, yeah. You know i told y'all word on the street already at work was about how great of a father he was so i knew you know what what to expect as far as his expectations were concerned
0: yeah
1: i love that
4: i love that
0: i Um, love um you talked about the process right and how it's not something that happens instantly or overnight but it's something that you guys have worked at over time um what advice do you have i guess sort of in that same vein Um, Around sort of you know Establishing um, Standards of communication Taking time to get to know each other Were there any other things That uh, you know Facilitated y'all's connection um, Or as as it grew over time
4: Mm -hmm. I think a big thing What stands out to me a lot About Tay when she was little Was the way she would try me In a very Like it was a very I mean, she's very intelligent. So that was mm-hmm. very young. She would like, Oh, Miss Reese, can you please come to the wedding I'm having with my Barbies today? And like Oh my gosh, like, was, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, Taylor. And it was like a wedding of her mom and her dad. And they weren't together. Taylor knew that, but she knew like to try to slide that in there. And I attended the wedding. I recorded the wedding in certain parts when she asked me to. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then I talked to Laurent about it afterwards. And that was always our process. And that's the advice that I would give. Like those are her parents or their parents. My job is to respect her process. Mm -hmm. So if she has to try me, that was her way of trying to see if she could trust me. Mm -hmm. You know, her way of seeing like how far my anger would go, you know, what she could use that I would say, like, you know, you, and I had to play that game with her until she understood like, oh, she like she said earlier, like, oh, she's really, she's
1: really mm-hmm. serious. So. She's in this. Yeah. She's in this. And not and not falling for my antics. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and Laurent, when all that was happening and you all would have these conversations, what were your feelings around that? What were you experiencing? Because that's that's a bit of a different vantage point. You know what I'm saying? That's a, a different challenge for you.
5: Uh, all right, so being honest, as a man and um, with my Washingtonian talk, the first thing I would say <laughs> is, like, this is some bama ass shit to, to <laughs> But You know, I can't approach that with my daughter like that, you know. So right. I get to vent these things out with her. And then when I go and talk to Taylor, I'm always reasonable. And, like, I just, it's just like... I was just talking to a friend and like, I was explaining, like, I'm a very inquisitive person. Like Mm. if somebody tell me something, I have to know a why, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just accept that. This is why, like, that just doesn't work for me. So like, I just needed Taylor's processing and why she was doing it. And then like, when she would express that, you know, that that's what she wanted, it sucked at first, you know, having to shut her down and let her know like, yo, That mom's shit is never happening again. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. it got to the point where, like, she's a lot like me. And the main thing that I appreciated most in life was honesty. And seeing that I could be honest with my daughter, that was, like, the best thing in the world to me. Because, like, I know that because she's like me at times, she gets where I'm coming from and I would never hurt her. So, like, I had to let her know, like, yo, that, we can't keep thinking about that or beating yourself up over that because that's something that's just, it's it's not conducive for either of us, you know? And, like, I would have to, it's not about rehashing things to, you know, hurt her or, like, point fingers, but it's more so, so that she can understand why she deserves better as well. And, like, daddy deserves better. And for me to be great towards you, I need to be able to be great. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, those type of talks, being honest, it works. Yeah.
1: I love that. And Taylor, mm-hmm. I want to know what you would tell somebody right now in your age, in your age bracket, who might be entering a new blended family situation that they are scared about, that they are uh confused about. They might have some of those same feelings. What would you tell somebody in your age group who's dealing with that right now and how to accept uh a blended family and how to take their time with that?
3: I'd say before you know it, like you're I feel like depending on the situation, you're really gonna build great memories and just the same thing I said in the beginning, just trial and errors like not everything throughout the blended family process goes peaches and cream like it just doesn't work like that at all so you have to take step by step really to be honest is what i would say just give that stepmom or stepfather some time so that they could balance or figure you out yourself and do the same thing with them too because i'm pretty sure nine times out of ten it's a little bit of a throw off to them as well and it's a it's an interesting adjustment that they have to make especially for a teenager so mm-hmm.
2: that's what I would say to you guys. I love that
1: the wisdom. Let's pivot a little bit, it's right? Do you hear me. the? Do you hear the maturity? The wisdom. Do you hear who our future is? I am not as scared as I once was. Okay, <laughs> I love to see it. Let's pivot. Let's pivot to a bit of some some uh, some new life. So you all had to get adjusted to each other. So it was the three of you figuring that out. And I have to say from my vantage point that this that you all all three of you are blessed individually in so many ways Thank Thank you. You. and i think you all are such a beautiful unit but then we got two additions <laughs> yes. which is now going to add a different dynamic to the household mm-hmm. so taylor we're going to talk to you first and then we're going to talk to narissa and then we're going to talk to laran okay how did you feel when they came and told you they were going you all were having a uh, a baby and then, right behind that, they was having another one.
3: <laughs> okay, so, with De Leon, I sh- I, it was amazing. I And the crazy part, after years of being, like, you know, iffy about wanting to have another sibling, I asked him for at least two or three years in a row, like, can I have another sibling, please? And right. that same night in 2019 on Christmas, uh, I got a baby sonogram, and I— it was amazing. I was so excited and happy, dearly. Like I saw my dad cry, and it wasn't for the first time. But it was—he does—he's emotional, but not that emotional. So I was like flabbergasted <laughs> when I saw him crying. <laughs> um, and then with Denver coming along, uh, I was still excited. It, it well, no, I was excited, but it caught me off guard because it caught
4: everybody. Off
3: yeah like, <laughs> and then like we were just talking about how mom is a great mom and then I got this bracelet saying I'm a sister or something like that again I was like oh, oh. <laughs> another one. Oh, okay thank you <laughs> like it was it was kind of like that it was a curveball kind of I'll say okay, but an amazing but you, one there's oh. a reason why I love being here anyway so
1: look at that alright oh, Narissa talk to us mm-hmm. Tell us what it was like, because we, so we saw from your point how it was becoming a new bonus mom. How was it now, integrating two little ones? You got two under two right now. Woo! Blessings to you, mama. How was that? How did you feel? Um,
4: I was definitely, excuse me, I was definitely scared Um, with our oldest Um because it had been us for years just the three of us and it you know tell was really comfortable with mm. our life and i mean even when i was pregnant with de leon i would cry sometimes like i mean like any mom like you're adding somebody else like what is this going to do to our relationship like how is she going to feel so like really when you think about having a bonus child i feel like just like my mom, you should love them like they're your child. So the same concerns that you have about your own children. And I didn't think I could have kids. So I was perfectly fine with it just being Taylor. Um, but like, you should really feel those same emotions, have those same concerns. And I know that that's my opinion, but it's worked. So, But it's a
1: correct one. I'm with you when you're right.
4: Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so... Um, bringing him in I was definitely scared but she had a dream she's a prophetess <laughs> she had a dream before Christmas and told her father she dreamed. She had a dream that we were pregnant that we were going to give her a sonogram just all these different things and it was stuff that we were planning to do and she didn't know that we were having a baby so we told her mm. exactly how her dream happened um, mm. and, you know there was purpose behind that You dream and stuff comes true but mm-hmm. she was so happy. And I mean, it's reflected in the way she is as a big sister. Um, when I had the baby is when she transitioned from Miss Reese to Mama Reese to mom. So she went through so many different names and then she mm-hmm. just mom. And I definitely gave pushback on those names, on some of those names. I did not want to be called Miss Reese anymore. <laughs> with good reason because this boy as we thought does everything that she does she's called me mom for a long time and he definitely calls me mom mm-hmm. um so yeah it was a it was a good transition with the love and mm-hmm. with the attention and then Denver you know he's our surprise so <laughs> he threw everybody. And how,
1: how, how did you feel with the surprise
4: me mm-hmm Oh, when I found out we were having the surprise, Uh I found out four days after we got married.
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. (laughs)
4: Yeah. And I had no idea. I had lots of plans to do lots of things. So I was very surprised. Um, (laughs) I thought he was going to react very differently than he did. Mm -hmm. But you know, Laurent always came through, man. This dude was happy, he was all Mm -hmm. supportive.
1: So I was so that just that just transitions us right over to it's LeBron.
5: Still so I mean, doing like, that. <laughs> um, so with my with my first boy, um, it was different. There was a lot of emotions, um, you know, especially because we was told he was going to get surgery done, and then because I had a little brother. Well, uh, I had sounds so crazy, but. My little brother was born with um, a rare um, neurological disease called ataxia telangiectasia. So whenever we go through the kid process, like I always have to get tested and all this other stuff to make sure it's not in my system or whatever. So even though I get like negative and things like that, I'm always just wondering, you know, what will happen? Because all I want is a, a healthy baby, you know? so to know that you know he was gonna have to get surgery and like my brother was about to get brain surgery and then i'm a very spiritual person um i'm not very religious but i'm spiritual so like my mom she kept praying that you know that my brother i mean that my uh, son didn't get surgery and like it was pissing me off because i'm like if this is supposed to be something that will make him like survive, you know, like, why would you, you know, pray for things that we know needs to happen? And on the day when he comes out, we were told, that, um, you know, he had to get the surgery. And when he got his surgery done the next day, He didn't have to get surgery surgery, you know, like it wasn't expect like, of course, he had to get cut because they had to go in. But it wasn't as bad as they thought. It was basically they just had to peel something off instead of like slicing my man up. Mm -hmm. And it was just like respect how prayer works, you know, but also felt like that was a lot of my little brother's uh, energy, you know, going into my son because my brother transitioned. A couple of months later like he didn't recover from that brain surgery and they were in the same hospital you know when when he was about to get the surgery Dele was born in the same hospital so that was just crazy um Dele also I always say he blew the power out on um, the day that her water broke because her water <laughs> broke and like the power blew It was just a big boom and like mm-hmm. That shit was out for a while. Excuse my language. Mm.
2: So no, he <laughs> so
5: It was just like a powerful coming into the world, if you will, mm-hmm. and like to know that like that's our boy. You know that like he's the one that's joining. I thought it was amazing. Um, he's everything I couldn't imagine because I didn't ever think I would have my boy. So that was cool. And then for Denver, Denver, I I call him the hustle baby. Mm-hmm. Because he, cause he was so unexpected, I felt like he just made an upgrade have to happen. You know, because, like, we were just too bunched in. Like, they weren't able to run around. Like, there was too much running into each other. So, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated him for that aspect. of, And he's just a bundle of joy. Like, he's the lightest thing in the world. And he's just always smiling. Like, he's just like a light bulb. Like, I think it's cool that I
2: can call them my kids. Aww. Y'all gonna
1: make me
4: cry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we just bought a house, you know that? Well, I didn't
4: post it, but we just bought a house. That's why he said something about an upgrade just now.
1: Congratulations.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank
1: you. yeah. I love that and I love, I love the trajectory of your family. I love that you all have been honest about the challenges that you've had, but there seems to be a lot of love and a lot of space that you all give one another. Um It's needed. And just yeah, absolutely. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. Kia, what were you about to say?
0: No, I was going to echo that. I, I love how honest you guys are about the process, and you you go you went into it with a posture of learning, learning each other, and learning how to do it together. And I think it's just awesome to sort of see, you know, how much that pays off. Um. Mm-hmm. Taking that time to really grow and develop together as a family is beautiful. I think we all get caught up in these sort of preconceived notions of how we think things ought to be um but it is you know every family is about learning each other in a particular sort of way, so to just see that 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 not only applies in this in this situation but it is mm-hmm. essential it seems like to to it really working out and to sort of see even through the different challenges you know the lord continues to add to your family um and i think that that growth that growth is definitely an indication that y'all are doing the, the right things so thank you we
2: share,
5: honey trying gotta try
1: you you doing no You're doing. y'all are doing y'all are doing every day every day that you make an intentional effort y'all are doing and we really appreciate you all coming on and talking us we love to hear i love to hear from a black family something about that <laughs> cuz my heart you know what i'm saying no shade to anybody else but this is the most important to me so i love to see a healthy and communicative loving black family that also seems to really like one another cuz yeah. that's another aspect
5: that's super important that's mm-hmm. super very important, cause and i can people tell get up on that love word i'm like yo mm. <laughs>
1: Do y'all like each other? Because you got to be up in each other's faces every day. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and you joke, you clown, you roast one another, and it's it's evident that you like each other as people as well. And I think that's so important. And we're so grateful for you all coming and sharing space Absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Thank Is you. Is there for anything else you want to share before before we close out?
5: <laughs> than, like people people we got to learn to be more um active listeners like really listen to what people are saying um even if it's bullshit mm-hmm. listen to it so you can call that shit out like for real because hey, listen i love my wife to death if i feel like she's saying something that i don't understand i'm gonna say yo i don't understand what you just said it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, I open the floor for her back to say it. Like, if you don't know, like, tell me. Like, I tell them I, I'll call myself a dumbass in a heartbeat if I feel like I was- Don't a- do that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest. Like, if I felt like I was lacking in the situation with my thinking, that was on me. But, you know, just listen, people.
1: Absolutely. Especially in a family dynamic You heard it from a black father Here first Only on Getting Grown Yes (laughs) Kia, you have any questions Before we roll out?
0: No, no I wanted to just thank y'all For sharing And to just say to LaRon um, uh, You know, I, I lost my brother A few years ago as well So you sharing your stories Always, you know I don't think it's accidental When you come across people Who have had similar experiences Than you So I wanted to thank you for for sharing that um sort of content. Thank you for
5: sharing that back to me because yeah. i met it's a it's a comforting because yeah, this exactly. shit.
0: Just... It's a terrible club to be in, but we stick together yes. when we in Absolutely. it. And so I That's understand mm. I understand um I understand that loss. And so to I just wanted to sort of give that some I just wanted to say that and to say that y'all are always welcome here. We love to have you um, at the kitchen table. Thank you all for, for being so open. You've helped a lot of people, I'm sure. Like we talked about blended families. is not something that's new to us as black folks, but we are trying to set a tone to have more productive conversation um, so that right. we can be more proactive in making sure that our, our family spaces are safe and, and affirming for all who you know we are that we are connected to over time so thank y'all for for coming and kicking with us and make sure you come back we would love to have you come back sometime
5: definitely thank you. Thank you. all the
1: all your links in the description box we're gonna link you all to dr live and grow and daily on coffee and Laron the prophet and everything so make thank sure you if you want uh, Tokyo Tokyo's YouTube channel where you all can go get the inside <laughs> mind of a 14 Tokyo. and a half year old with a okay? silent a with a silent with a, a silent a okay because the a is silent very good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank you so much we yeah. send so much love to you all kiss the babies for us okay.
3: thank, you. thank
1: you. this episode of getting grown is brought to you by the McDonald's buy one get one for a dollar deal Mickey D's is the only spot where you can get the big name classics for just a little bit. At some other places, a deal, DK, might mean taking home the leftovers. But at McDonald's, a deal is a true deal, which means you can get a good meal for a great price. So I remember when I graduated from the Happy Meal into a Value Meal, and it was because my cousin was roasting me and told me I needed to get my weight up. He was like, you're 11 now. You do not need to be eating Happy Meals. What's going on? Get yourself a quarter pounder with cheese. And so I wanted to be just like my cousin Craig, and I would get a quarter pounder with cheese Value Meal with a cold Dr. Pepper. OK, because there are no fountain drinks like McDonald's fountain drinks. And, you know, I got my weight up. And ever since then, I was hooked to the quarter pounder with cheese. It's my favorite sandwich to this day. at McDonald's to this day, order ahead on the app and buy a 10 piece chicken McNuggets, Big Mac or quarter pounder with cheese and get another for just a dollar. Only at McDonald's. But price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer valid for item of equal or lesser value.
0: Student loans, access to home ownership, building savings instead of scrambling to make ends meet. Many of these issues hit us as black people particularly hard. Thankfully, there's a path to not only conquer your finances, but also build wealth and financial liberation for you, for your family, for all of us, for all your people. Push Blacks Building Black Dollars is the one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. While practical actions are vital, understanding the collective effort needed to achieve Black economic liberation is just as important. So this show also explores how to use cooperative economics to build a system in the larger economy. It's no secret that the economic system is rigged against us as Black people, period. Barriers such as the racial wealth gap and banking discrimination continue to plague our communities. Still, economic freedom is within our reach, and it begins with you this week's episode of getting grown is brought to you by push black finance a news organization whose mission is to help black people build wealth that drives change on a collective level if you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth tune in to building black dollars by push black catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts honestly
1: truly hello Hmm. and welcome back to the honesty box we have not been here in a while um and so you know we just thought it would be appropriate for us to revisit because you know we didn't want to leave y'all hanging so before we get started sister i i just i would welcome a pseudonym because we haven't had one in a minute okay let's do jordan sparks Jordan Sparks writes in and says, shop at Old Navy. No, I'm just playing. She says
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey y'all. I hope all what's up, well. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I hope all is well. Kia, my prayers and condolences go out to you and your God family. Bless you, Jordan. Uh God bless your heart. Yeah clearly we're a little behind because she told me i deserved my vacation and to enjoy it i did and i did and, and i, I did, appreciate and I did, that jordan and I did, I did. so this honestly could be my codependency talking but i'm noticing a lot of people in my quote unquote circle circle are completely self destructive and not wanting to improve their life in any capacity it seems like everyone is depressed and full of anxiety and i'm their outlet it's fucking exhausting one of my best friends complain and cry about her weight and how happy she would be if she lost it. I suggested a 75 hard challenge that we can do together, working out, reading self-help books, etc., and it will be done before our birthday, but she was full of excuses again and brought my spirits down. My family is the same but worse. None of them are acknowledging any mistakes and will complain how much their life isn't going anywhere, but again, nobody's making steps to improve anything at all. I'll offer suggestions, but it goes out one ear and it goes in one ear and out another with both. So I know I can't make adults do something they don't want to do now that it's affecting me. And the only way I'm going to stay sane is to keep my distance completely. But at the same time, I have that voice in my head saying we're all different and I'll feel bad if something happens and I'm not there to help. A mental health is and mental health is real. But another half is saying so is mine. And it's and it's that and that's the most important thing right now. So, any advice and suggestions is needed. Um, side note, we are across the country from one another, so it's a lot easier for me to keep my distance.
0: Jordan, I think that your problem is very common. I think mm-hmm. one thing we have to bear in mind is that um, a lot of times when we have the space and time and capacity in our lives to do work on ourselves and we make choices um, to change things as it relates to us. We have to acknowledge and respect that, you know, that timing doesn't always sync up with the people that we're connected to, uh, whether they be friends or family. And so we have to Mm -hmm. sort of acknowledge that people um, are who they are and they are where they are. And I think we make decisions um, on how we engage them um and not whether we love them but just how we engage them and i think that that's well within our our rights to do so boundaries are important um yes, they are. and you can start to to establish them um and and remember that they are not final they're not they're not hard and fast you can you can decide to e- erect a boundary for a season and then if if something changes you can make adjustments as needed. Mm -hmm. So don't feel a pressure or don't feel like whatever decision you make right now is a final one that you have to live with for the duration of your relationship. Um, Absolutely. You know, so it is a balance and sort of acknowledging that I am in this place and I'm committed to my health and as such, I'm going to make some choices that are best for me. And it doesn't mean that I don't love you anymore. It just means that I'm going to engage you in the ways that I can and not in the ways that I can't. And, um, I think that goes for friends or family. Absolutely. It goes for everyone. It goes for literally every Mm -hmm. relationship, personal, professional, platonic, all of them. Um, (laughs) you have, you, you, it is our responsibility to have the self awareness, um, to, to that helps us to recognize what we need when we need it and then when we have information we have tools we have strategies we have to implement them and that sometimes requires us to make changes in our routines and how we engage the people that we've always been connected to um Mm -hmm. but you know it doesn't have to be a huge terrible thing it can just be a thing like Mm -hmm. i used to we talked about this over the weekend that once upon a time, I felt like when I had to go visit my family, I had to stay for 10 days. Now I recognize mm-hmm. that it's probably best for me to shorten the duration of, of, the, mm-hmm. of the length of time that I stay. That might mean that I need to go more frequently or I have to change the the times or the, you know, but it doesn't mean that I don't go at all. I just know that, you know, while I'm there, there's a certain bandwidth that I have. And once I reach a point of saturation, it's time for me to come back home and replenish and pour into myself. So it doesn't mean that I've cut people off and F this and F that. It just means that I have to move differently. So I plan my trips differently. And if people ask questions about it. I'm willing to have the conversation and it doesn't have to be no big final F U or it mm-hmm. doesn't and I'm open to feedback. If there are times when, you know, people need me to adjust, I can if I will. I mean, mm-hmm. I will if I can. And and um mm-hmm. if I can't, then I won't. Um mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's no no love loss, no heat, no judgment. It doesn't have to be You know, I know your anxiety will probably tell you that it's going to be this big, huge fiasco and falling out. But that doesn't have to be the case at all. It doesn't. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't. Sometimes you setting your boundaries doesn't mean and listen, we talk a lot about transparency and communication, right? And I think there is a space for you to be able to talk about things, but also sometimes setting boundaries doesn't have to be some grand
0: announcement. And it don't have, it to, doesn't be have F to be you. It don't have to be I, no. You're stupid, and this is why. No. It's just I'm making a choice to do this this way. Because this works better for me. Yeah. So you know
1: maybe maybe when your friend starts talking about her weight, if if things you can have empathy about it and understand where she's coming from, but if you notice that. You know, it just seems to be a session where it's the same things over and over again. Maybe you switch the conversation up. You know what I'm saying? Switch it to something else. Because at this point, I'm not going to waste any more time on this particular conversation. Or maybe we switch it to a conversation of instead of a whole 30 or 75 fast or whatever, whatever is happening at the moment, maybe we switch into a conversation of self-love and acceptance, You know what I'm saying? Maybe you find some fun games for you all to do or pivot in that way. Or maybe you don't answer the phone sometimes. However you choose to set those boundaries that Kia spoke about, you have every right to do so. Um, But also understand that this is a decision that you are making and that it doesn't have to necessarily be uh, something that's extreme, um, and it doesn't have to be anything that that, that is blasted on a loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. It just might need to be a shift it's in a, how you move. And it, move, could be, it so. doesn't
0: even have to be articulated at all sometimes. It could just be a decision mm-hmm. that I'm going to do this. Like, I never went home and said, hey, y'all, I'm only staying for five days tops. I never said that. Right. It probably would not be in my best interest to do that. I just made a decision ah. for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. I noticed that when... You know, I, I've noticed these things and it's not and it's and it's not because I hate my family or we have terrible relationships. It's just that I've re, I've I've figured out that I need to do certain things to maintain my own routine and it works yes. better. Like me and Jay record yeah. the show every week. So and I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, um, you know, there are times when I have recorded on the road, but I, I prefer to be here. And so, mm-hmm. you know. There's just different things in my life that will cause me to move differently. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. A it doesn't have shift to be as healthy. Yes. That's
1: okay. I told Kia the last time we recorded remotely, well, we record remotely every week, but mm-hmm. she was traveling for work. I said we are not going to have you breaking your back trying to record this show while you're also traveling for work and preparing to speak at conferences and do so forth and so on. When you have travel, we take a break that week and 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 everybody's going to be all right. 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 So, you know, sometimes a pivot is necessary. Sometimes it's a, worth a conversation. Sometimes it's not. But. It is shifts and changes are necessary in our lives to make sure that our peace is 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 protected. And you don't have to hurt feelings in the process of protecting your peace. You just you just focus on that and you can still love the people that you love at the very same time that you hold those boundaries. Absolutely. My mother gets from feels away every time I don't stay with her when I visit. And you know what? She's just going to have to. I love her to death. She's, are you staying here? I'm not, but I'll be here every day and I'll see you and I'm coming here for this reason. And, and we're all good. Right. Right. So yeah. I hope that's helpful. Jordan Sparks, uh, keep us posted as you, you know, implement some of those shifts and changes and let us know how you're feeling. We'd love to keep up with you. And for the rest of you, please continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Let's hop on over, bunny hop into this self-care.
2: Bunny da da, bunny da, da, bunny. Da, da, da 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 da. This is my bunny hop. I deserve, oh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My black woman self-care this week is very simple. In self-care, I spent wonderful time with my sisters working, creating, yes. but also just sort of sharing space and good conversation and laughs and love and just being connected and in community. It was awesome. I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with Fran and Jade. Um, I don't take it for granted. I think that we are a, 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 we are, powerhouses on our own but when we come together it's like next level good and um yeah it was just so good and and restorative and even though there were parts of the process that you know were scary and and new uh, (laughs) we were able to support each other through it in a way and really like hold each other up like in real time And it was just awesome to know that I wasn't out there by myself, but I had my sisters with me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were working and even when we were uh, just celebrating Crystal and her birthday Mm -hmm. and being, you know, getting able to, being able to come together again since we haven't for so long for the pandemic and for other reasons. But it was just so, so dope to, to, it was, it was an awesome trip. My trip to New York was Was my self-care was so good and I'm so grateful. Listen,
1: I am going to echo your self-care and just um, add a little bit to it. Mm -hmm. We did spend awesome time. We did awesome work together. And I love the fact my self-care this week is is it felt good to work with a team of really dope individuals that came together and created a really, really awesome team and was the truest example of an ecosystem and unity within the community that was not intended to rhyme. Mm-hmm. And, Bars. You know, <laughs> unity within the community. <laughs> um Reggie Louis-Jacques, our DP, uh, his entire team, Mike, Rodrigo, um, Maisie, uh, Nick, Mm -hmm. Zach... Um, we got Mary Akpa. Let me tell you how Mary has been holding us down. She holds us down here at Getting Grown. Mary is our official production assistant here at Getting Grown. She also was the production assistant for the shoot and did the most absolute phenomenal job, all while also being honored at the African Film Festival that very same week for her, um, her directorial debut of a uh, Huram Ginaya, her video that you all need to check out on YouTube. Uh, we had Mary's sister, Oni, mm. aka the kitchen finesse, who took care of all of our catering needs all week, in addition to uh, Crystal's birthday party on Saturday. She flew in town. She's based out of Houston, but she flew in town and fed us, and fed us good and flavorfully all week long. Um... Zanab, Zanab Eka, who did all of the set design. Another Black woman who I know from another one of my circles. Uh, it's just awesome how literally it was a, the true definition of an ecosystem. And sometimes, you know, we we talk about the systemic issues that we face and how, how the system has been set up uh, for us not to be unified, whereas other communities... Have had it much easier to be able to um, to be able to do that, and how we have been pitted against one another, and white supremacy has been just a beast, uh, and been such a sly devil in making sure that we there's always a bit of division within us as the diaspora. So it was beautiful for for us to see where we can come together in that unity, and that can continue to build out uh, in so many different ways. And I'm really really grateful for that. Um, And I felt good. That was self-care for me to work with such an awesome team, with awesome individuals, and to also do that work with my sisters. And so I share that with you this week, actually. Um, I'm grateful.
0: Same as these.
1: I'm grateful. Let's move on into these petty peeves, though. You know, we got to end on a bit of a negative note.
0: Four. Sure. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey,
1: I don't know what it is. I think my petty peeve is more so along the, the, the lines of that. And Kia can attest to this. She said it to me. I don't look for crazy. Crazy finds me. <laughs> 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 so um, it wasn't funny in the moment, but... You know, we have to we have to find our humor where we can. Uh, it's the end of Crystal's party, and you know, we're cleaning up and getting things together to get out of the building. and it's been a great night. and um uh, this man walks past. He's looking for for the game room. So he walks past. And apparently he asked, I'm not noticing this because I'm cleaning up and I'm letting the air out of balloons. Mm -hmm. That's important Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I need to gather the trash together. But there were a lot of balloons and the air needed to be let out of them in order for them to go in trash bags. Well, I end up popping one of the balloons, which clearly triggered something in him. And he reacts and he reacts aggressively. So he begins to uh, start yelling at me, start screaming off on me or whatever, which then activates myself because I don't realize in this moment that he is not well. Um, so it activates me and we are going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody is trying to... defuse the the situation because it was clear at this point that this man didn't have no issues with being aggressive with women Mm -hmm. he got aggressive with myself he got aggressive with Toya he got aggressive with Shari uh, and then he got aggressive with Asante he was eventually kicked out of the area Tristan got his ass up out of there Um, but then he circled back which you know, incited another another uh, round of feelings of uncertainty and, um, you know, fear because people are out of their minds these days. They do all kinds of things. So he circles back. This man pulled his shirt off. He tried to fight us. He pulled his shoes off. Your boy got wild on it and your girl thank you to my friends for making sure that I did not go to jail that night because I would have (laughs) Um, and I just want to (laughs) say I don't know what I want to (laughs) say I I don't know how this should be happening but it happens and I'm just grateful that there be witnesses there who can see that the stories that I come with are not only just true it's like i'm really not a foundation i swear to god but yeah this crazy ass man uh tried me tried the shit out of me and um i'm just grateful that i didn't almost go to jail but he is my petty peeve he is my petty peeve he is a petty peeve
0: yeah it is it is Listen, people are dealing with things. Child, and um we don't always know uh mm-hmm. the extent to which um people will respond um from from the place of their trauma. So I'm just grateful Absolutely. that it was not a situation where you were by yourself and that there were oh, that oh, we were there to to support And sort of just... Because, I mean, you know, you were in the moment and I can't... Honestly, none of us could say that had it been us, we would have responded differently. But Mm -hmm. we were all... We were just all able to just sort of see um, we had a different vantage point and could see that there were Mm -hmm. other things happening. Um, But I think the lesson is, you know as 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 much as possible we should just make sure especially as women we should just make sure that we are not um alone as much as possible yeah yeah mhm cuz it's like really scary and i'm just grateful that we was as deep as we were <laughs> in that particular place because I, I don't think that that was yeah. an accident. I feel like that was by design. I think the Lord made sure that we mm-hmm. were all in there at that time, every to single, make sure that every it, single person, yeah, yeah to make mm-hmm. sure that things are able to be controlled.
1: Yeah, for sure. Listen, you don't know how people are gonna react and respond uh, in situations when he circled back around. I I I had to I had to make sure that that you know I was as calm as could be because it was clear that he wasn't well. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, my 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 um goal here first and foremost, while I I am in right my right mind because the first time I was not, <clears throat> is to make sure that my people are safe. So if that means I gotta fall back, you don't have to. I didn't have to try to fight him on every battle. Mm-hmm. the first time warranted the second time it was like i don't want no smoke with you man he said some wild shit to me and i had to let it slide you know what i'm saying because it was like i'm really not trying to fight you brother i'm really i really want you to just go because i your energy here does not feel good so it was uh it was even an eventful ending to the evening um It was eventful,
2: yes. (laughs) But
0: what's your petty peeve? My petty peeve is especially petty, and I would like to say—I mean, I don't know if if you guys have been made aware—but I believe what I believe will be the fifth Whitney Houston biopic. The trailer has been released. Scheduled to hit the theaters, I believe, the December twenty-third of twenty twenty-two, and I just want to say no. I just want to say no more. I am pleading with the powers that be to just let my Aunt Nippy rest in the, in the peace of the Lord's arms. Please, God, leave her alone. I mean,
1: there does not need to be another film, another biopic, another
0: have to lifetime, have nothing. Five. There have been so many. And from what I understand, Harper's Bazaar reported that this one has been authorized by the family. I don't know if that means all the other ones were unauthorized. But either way.
1: That's what it sounds like. But
2: also,
0: I,
1: I don't trust.
0: I just sissy. don't want it. I just would no. much prefer if we would just leave well enough alone. And truly just. Let we it could have
1: let it rest. I think end. Robin was very well within her right to come out and speak her truth. And I think I was very comfortable with leaving it right there.
0: Let it end. Let it go. Let us sleep. Songwriters, as the songwriters said, Elsa said, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Okay? Let it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just leave it. I us. agree. Leave
1: us leave alone. Leave us be. And leave her be, actually. please.
0: I mean, her leave and Bobby her Chris, just let Bobby them Christina rest. as well.
1: Don't let this roll over into a new idea that you guys should now start making Bobby Christina We just uh, don't want either. it anymore. Just leave them both to rest. The public is saying. Thank you.
0: And by the public, I mean me. I am saying we don't <laughs> want any more. We don't want Not it. Not another one. Not One more We don't want it We don't need it We've never Mm -hmm. asked for it We Mm -hmm. just don't want it We don't want it I don't care who's playing her this time I don't And no disrespect to the young lady Listen, everybody's getting their checks and coins And all of that work And all of that I don't have a problem with it But just as a fan I feel like At what point do we say enough is enough? Now, and just leave us alone. Just let maybe it if go. we
1: collectively boycott it,
0: they'll stop. Holy God! I mean, give us free,
2: please. <laughs> free us. Free us if all. you don't want me, then don't talk to me. I, mean, free I us. don't want it. Free us. Go ahead and free ourselves.
0: But that's it for this week's episode of Getting Grown. We certainly do appreciate you kicking kicking it with us again this week. Shout out to Um our amazing kitchen table talk guests. Um, yeah, I mean, for just being so open and honest and transparent about all of the different ups and downs and transitions and adjustments that come with blending families. It was so awesome yes. to have the accounts of, you know, um, parent and child, parent, mm-hmm. child and step parent coming together to to figure out um, and learn new relationships, new family dynamics together. Thank y'all for so much. Shout out to Leron and Taylor and Dr. Narissa for just being amazing. um, Transparent, honest guests. We love you guys so much. And you're always welcome at the kitchen table. Please do come again.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, Taylor, AKA Tokyo with the silent A. Tokyo
0: with the silent A. We will put respect on her name. But yes, absolutely. we love y'all. We'll be back next week with more heat. Take us out, sis.
1: All right. With that being said, make sure you all are drinking that water. My lips have been very dry lately, and so Same. you know, th- especially the as the are seasons changing. change, we're going to be going exactly. into fall. Very much that, mm-hmm. and so in order to keep make sure that our outsides are hydrated, we need to hydrate our insides. So make sure you're drinking that water. Next up, mind your business. That means if it does not have anything to do with you, then don't worry about it because that'll keep you nice and youthful. Um, Because you are doing what you are supposed to be doing internally. It's like taking your own business vitamins. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we want to make sure that we are moisturizing every crease, every crevice. Use your serums. Use your moisturizers. Do what you need to do to moisturize that skin. Why, sister?
0: Because your black will crack if it's dry. And over here, minding my business. Okay, so make sure that it's and right. yours.
2: Minding Love y'all. yours. Bye. Bye.